and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, where the hell have you been? Forget your Vince Russo's, your Eric Bischoff's, your Disco Inferno's. What we do on here, unlike them, is give our honest opinion on, on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. How are we all doing? I hope you're all well. I'm going to get into a bit of a review of NXT 2.0 in a minute. But I just want to briefly talk about the latest news coming out of AEW after All Out. Or more specifically, the press conference and the aftermath of that involving CM Punk, the EVPs and others. If you don't know what I'm talking about, and you must have been living under a rock or something... But to catch you up, uh, CM Punk lost his mind, in my opinion, in the press conference after All Out. And he went off on Colt Cabana, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, um, and others. Then it was reported that the Bucks and Kenny got into a physical altercation with Punk and Ace Steel. And let's be honest, it completely overshadowed the pay-per-view and also brought negative press to AEW, which there hasn't been a lot of, to be honest. Um, it's also come out today that there have been a number of suspensions coming from all of this. Um, of those suspended were Matt and Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega... Brandon Cutler, Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck and Michael Nakazawa. And they'll all miss this week's Dynamite. As for CM Punk and Ace Steel, uh, nothing confirmed yet. But there are reports uh, coming out that say that they will either be suspended or they will be gone from the company by the end of Wednesday. As a fan of CM Punk, as a wrestler, that is heartbreaking to hear. But I will caveat that by saying, after watching the press conference myself and the way Punk acted, Tony Khan is 100% justified if he has come to this decision. I do have to say that it's really embarrassing for AEW, I can't. I still can't believe that CM Punk did this. If I'm honest, I know he's he's got that in him, but I've just, the timing seemed weird. I don't believe this is a work at all. I believe this is hundred percent real. I don't know what the immediate future looks like. I think they're going to address it on the show tonight don't know what they're going to address exactly, what will be said. <sighs> what a massive mess. What a massive mess. Also, before I get to the NXT bits, um, it's also being reported that Malachi Black has been granted his release from AEW. 
I'm not going to go into the reported reasons or even predict where he's going to end up. Uh, all I'm going to say is I hope that he gets all the help that he needs to get back to 100% physically, mentally or whatever else he needs to get back to 100%. I wish him well in whatever he does. But right, let's get to NXT, shall we? And this is a pretty good week. I'm not going to go into too much detail within the matches. Um, let's just get into it. Tyler Bate opened up the show. He uh, cut a promo thanking everyone that supported NXT UK. So uh, if you do know those two people, please pass it on to them. I'll pop myself then. Uh, he thanks Bond Breaker for the match on Sunday. <clears throat> he says his name will remain in the history books as the first and last UK champion. Gallus interrupt and say Tyler let down the whole UK. Uh, Bates sort of says, well, you lost as well. Gallus then attack Tyler Bate and, and security who... I think Gallus actually brought out with them. Until Bron Breaker came down and just ruined everybody. Uh, Bron Breaker grabs a mic and says he and Tyler Bate will kick their ass tonight in the main event. Um, We'll get to that in a minute. I was a bit annoyed that we we're going to get Gallus in a main event spot. But there we go. Uh, we are pretty deadly backstage, calling themselves the greatest tag team in history. When Lash Legend seems to walk in and start gossiping about what people are saying about them online. The first match was Toxic Attraction versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Um, so, Nikki was shown on Raw last night to uh, throw her mask away and seem to be done with Dewdrop a little bit, walking off from her. No mention of that on this show. Nikki's got her mask on and they're best of friends. I, I don't really understand what's going on there. Um... Also, how many times are NXT going to do heel versus heel matches without learning that they do not work? I'm pretty sick of seeing them. The fans didn't know who to cheer. Um, yeah, I hate it when they do heel versus heel. And the match wasn't that great either. Um, Toxic Attraction's overacting after every little thing they do is really annoying. And that kick from JC Jane that bloodied up Dewdrop's nose was just so reckless and uncontrolled. And it's things like this that mean Toxic Attraction probably won't go any further unless they sort themselves out. It's it's too much of a danger to have them sort of on TV on the main roster. Yeah, match disappointing. Apollo Crews then is talking some bollocks about Grayson Waller trying to blind him and he can't see now because he's got an eye infection. Uh, 
awful little segment, that. We then get JD McDonough versus Wesley. Um, decent little match. I hate JD McDonough's character, though. I think it's terrible. Um, since he debuted a few weeks ago, all we've really seen him do is get his ass kicked. Um, and then him being a creepy weirdo. It's all a bit too weird for me. I don't like it. Wesley's awesome. You know, some of his dives were awesome in this. But he is just there to be beaten every single week. And I think he gets beaten way too much. And there's probably another guy that I can't really see getting a fair chance on the main roster due to this. I'd love to see him there and see him winning a little bit. But he does seem to be in this role now and kind of stuck there. Uh, Tony D'Angelo and Stax were backstage having cappuccinos this week when Pretty Deadly walk in. Um, I actually really like this because Tony D'Angelo taking the piss out of the British boys was actually really funny. We then get Roxanne Perez versus Mako Satamora. And <clears throat> um, what an excellent match this was. Two excellent wrestlers as well. At either ends of their career. Uh, I think Roxanne Perez, is, is she in her 20s yet? I'm not sure. But she's going to be one of the biggest baby faces in women's wrestling if they book her right. Mako Satamora is awesome. Uh, this was by far the best match of the week so far. Really like this. And I actually thought that Cora Jade was going to um, maybe get involved in the match and there would be a non-finish. Thankfully, she kept that until afterwards, so we did get a finish of the match. But really enjoyable. Uh, we then get a pre-tape from Damon Kemp explaining his actions from Worlds Collide when he turned on Creed Brothers. Uh, the dyad are handing out badges to Kiana James, I think it was. Uh, she then goes and talks to Ariana Grace, who I think is the daughter of San, uh, Santino Morella. I think I'm right in saying that. Anyway, they seem to form a tag team. We then get Trick Williams versus Ricochet. Uh, Carmelo Hayes was on commentary for this. I love Trick Williams and his personality and his charisma. But to be really truthful, he is crap in the ring. Um, he just doesn't belong in the ring with Ricochet yet. I think he could be at some point. I think there is potential there. But for me, way too early for that. Um, I love him in the corner of Kamala Hayes, but that's as far as it goes. For me, they need to get Ricochet away from NXT quickly. It's way too good to be on this version of NXT. Unless they do go back to that black and gold version, which I'm not sure they're going to. Um, yeah, too good to be down there. Best thing about all of this, 
to be honest, was Carmelo Hayes on commentary. His natural charisma was just oozing out everywhere during this. Had some really good lines on commentary. Yeah. I guess they're going to run back Ricochet versus Hayes at some point. Maybe one more match and then get Ricochet away. Uh, then we get Tony D back again with Stacks drinking more cappuccino and Cameron Grimes walks in this time. Um, Grimes basically tells him to piss off because he doesn't need anybody. All this ends with Tony D putting Cameron Grimes through a table and then Cameron Grimes does what can only be described as the Shane McMahon cell. Uh, if you don't know what I mean, go and watch it, or, you know, find the Shane McMahon cell, you'll know exactly what I mean. Diamond Mine and Pretty Deadly then set up a match for next week, where the fans are going to decide what type of match that is going to be. And then we get Nathan Frazier versus Axiom. Uh... Fraser nearly wiped himself out with this with one of his usually awesome suicide dives. But other than that, he was awesome here. Uh, the quickness of movement that he has is incredible. The way he sort of snaps himself back off a springboard moonsault is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's so good. Yes, he's cheesy. Uh, very cheesy, actually. But it kind of doesn't matter because he's so great in the ring. You can sort of look past that. Axiom's great as well. A bit, a little bit more technical than he is high-flying. Um, <clears throat> I think they're doing a best-of-five series, if, if I heard that right. I'm well up for seeing five matches of these guys. Really enjoyed this. Uh... We have um, Javier Bernal, I think he's called, chatting shit to security again and being called a prick. And then the main event was Gallus, the Coffee Brothers, versus Bomb Breaker and Tyler Bate. And this was actually okay for a Gallus match. Um, I'm not a fan of them. At least we didn't have to see Wolfgang in the match, who's probably the most boring out of the three. Uh, Tyler Bate is really great in the ring uh, but his whole presentation I think is terrible it's really scruffy um, Just he just doesn't look like a star when you see him on screen and he should be because in the ring he's awesome uh, Braun was really decent again a good solid match in my opinion. After the match, JD McDonough sort of comes in and uh, I've written down he attacked bait. I think he just hit him once and then ran off like a weirdo. Um I guess we're gonna get McDonough versus Bait in NXT. I'm not sure I really give a damn about it. I'm not into the JD McDonough stuff at all. But overall, a decent NXT, I thought. Uh, 
Um, they're going to do this one-year celebration of NXT 2.0. I don't know what comes after that, whether they will sort of move back towards that uh, black and gold product that they had. I was a big fan of that, I'll admit, but does it work with some of the guys they got there? I don't know. I guess time will tell. Uh, but I would like to hear what you thought of the show or any other wrestling that you've watched. And you can do that by getting in touch on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. While you're at it, please subscribe, comment and leave a review to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Look out for more podcasts dropping in your feeds over the next week. I'll be back tomorrow to review AW Dynamite and all the fallout from, well, just everything we've seen from that company over the past three or four days. Until then, though, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.